0: Hello and welcome to the very first edition episode, I guess we call it, of Pastor's Pad, a podcast that will focus on what it means to um, to walk with Jesus. So much of life, I feel like, uh, for me, is centered around the Jesus walk um, and looking at things through what I call Jesus lenses uh, is that I don't really believe in the term secular and sacred. I think everything is spiritual has spiritual application in it if you look at it right and look at it through gospel eyes and so we'll talk about what that means we'll unpack that as we go um, but important to note as i begin uh, these podcasts um, that i function uh, with a god my perspective my worldview of god is that he is actually in the business of saving people that he'll do whatever he can to save people. And the only people that won't be saved are those that choose not to be. Um, Jesus God won't force anybody. And it's important to note too that when I use the terms Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, I believe in the Holy Trinity. I believe in the triune God. And so I believe that God is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Um, And uh, I also speak from a background that is Seventh-day Adventist, um, mostly born and raised. Um, as that, although first part of my life, a little more influenced by uh, my dad's side of the family and Southern Baptists um, and Hillbilly and West Virginia and the South and all that good stuff. Um, and then Seventh-day Adventist, uh, really uh, a denomination that not as many people are familiar with, even though uh, there are over 20 million members worldwide. Um, it is the largest Protestant um, Education system in the US and around the world, I believe. Uh, Catholic, obviously, is bigger, um, and a very large hospital system, all sorts of other things. Um, But really, the history of Adventism, for those that don't know, leads back to uh, a time in the 1800s. There was the Great Awakening, the Holy Spirit uh, was moving, and uh, Adventists came out of a group of people that were really focused on when Jesus was going to return. Again, um, and they thought by reading the scriptures and studying the whole of scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, they thought they had kind of pinpointed when Jesus was going to come. And when Jesus didn't come, then they were greatly disappointed, so much so that the day after Jesus was supposed to return, uh, some people were physically sick, couldn't get out of bed. That was how much they were hungry to see Jesus again. And so that is the Adventism that I ascribe to. I want to be uh, a follower of Jesus, so hungry and so anxious to see him that it's really consumes me is all I can uh, think about. But I also think that following Jesus pushes me uh, to be a better person, uh, to love radically. Jesus said in John 13, 35, that all people will come to know you are my disciples by how you love one another. Uh, no greater love is anyone than this, that he lay his life down for his friends. But Jesus went one better, and Jesus laid his life down for his enemies, going so far as to on the cross, uh, while he was being nailed to the cross, uh, praying over his the, the people that were nailing him to that cross, saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's the kind of radical love um, that Jesus has for all of us, uh, and that is uh, the God that I follow. Um, so... In Today's episode, just to kick things off, uh, I thought I would start us off with a a story um, that will cause us to think a little bit about our current circumstances with COVID-19 and self-isolation. I live in Ohio, and uh, we just got the order to uh, stay in, in place, stay at home, Um, and to not get out unless we have to. I know some other states, California, New York, Illinois have already had those. I'm sure more states will follow. So we try to keep each other safe, especially the most vulnerable uh, from getting coronavirus. Um, And so I want to reflect on a passage that will kind of push us to think about our current set of circumstances. This week, In the episodes each day, just want to spend a little bit of time um, looking at different passages in Scripture that encourages us to get away and spend time with Jesus. After this week, I want to hone in on a particular gospel and stories with Jesus on a couple of days a week, a couple other days, spend time in the Psalms as our prayer book. Um, those conversations will lead us into other, uh, aspects of scripture or thoughts of on life. Um, but at least start there as our springboard. And then Fridays into the week, we'll just kind of have a free think, um, and process the things that are going on in our world and how to view those things, um, maybe, uh, through a lens and a light that leads us closer to Jesus, brings us closer to each other. Um, and that's what we'll do. So, uh, the first, um, Story I want to look at is from the Gospel of Luke um, and chapter four, verses one to fourteen. And uh this is called the temptation of Jesus. But I think that uh what is what is interesting about this experience that Jesus had um is is that Um, well, I'll, I'll get to it. Let me, let me just jump into it. So we'll read through the scripture, Luke four, one to 14 and Jesus full of the Holy spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the spirit in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, um, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country. Okay, so Jesus is really just about to start his public ministry here. He's been baptized, um, and the first thing that happens is this wilderness experience, it's called, or the temptation of Christ. So, what happens is the devil who uh, used to be an archangel in heaven before he rebelled against God. The devil comes and tries to trip Jesus up at the very start of his ministry because he doesn't want Jesus to succeed. If Jesus succeeds, it spells the ultimate end for the devil. But what's interesting about this is that it starts off in Luke 4 verse 1 and says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. Now, the word for wilderness is actually the word "eremos" in the Greek, and "eremos" is it, it can mean a desolate place. It can mean a desert, typically, which would have been more accurate for the surroundings uh, in Jerusalem and Palestine. It also uh, could be interpreted as an isolated place, a place away from other people. So, when you think about our quarantine or our self-isolation. Um, these are somewhat similar. So Jesus was totally by himself. Some of us are by ourselves. Some of us have family uh, that we're with, but either way, we are isolated from people uh, like we haven't been uh, probably before, Um, unless we chose to be, I suppose. Uh, But Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, the wilderness, the desert, the isolated places, these aren't fun places. These aren't places you want to go. If you've ever been to a desert, um, you would get that. I remember uh, going out to uh, some uh, a desert and these hot springs, oasis-type places with my dad when I was a teenager, and it was 109 degrees in the shade. There's nothing fun, about these desert experiences. But what's interesting is that Jesus was led there by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Spirit takes us into these challenging, difficult places in order uh, to bring something out of us, in order to uh, grow us in some way. And so Jesus was full of the Spirit during this uh, experience. So he's fighting with the devil, but he was led to this place. The Holy Spirit was with him, and what's interesting is that on the other side of this, he faces the temptation, he faces the devil, and at the end of it, it says on uh, in Luke one fourteen and Jesus or four fourteen, sorry, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. So Jesus goes through this temptation, he goes through this challenge, he goes through this difficult time, this wilderness, this isolation, and he returns in the power of the Spirit. And the word here for power is the Greek word dunamos. It's a great word. It's where we get the word dynamite from, but it means physical power, energy, force. So Jesus goes out, he has this experience and he is with this, the spirit is with him through this time, but through the challenging experience, he comes back in the power of the spirit. Now, I know that this time, who knows what's going to happen over the next several days or weeks or months or however long this process takes, but it can be scary to think about the what-ifs. Um, but I truly believe that through this process, through this time in the wilderness, this isolation, this desert experience, that God can bring us to better places. Maybe on the other side of this, we're going to value our relationships that much more. We're going to actually enjoy our jobs and the opportunity to interact With one another. There are things that can happen on the other side of trial and difficulty. Um, So we don't always need to run from the trial and difficulty. Sometimes the Holy Spirit leads us to these places to help us become the people that he sees when he looks at us. And what do I mean by that? Well, it's pretty simple. Um, My church and the, the young adults that I work with know I talk about this kind of stuff on a regular basis. But when Jesus looks at you, he sees his child, whom he dearly loves and with whom he is well pleased. He doesn't see the war- the labels this world puts on us. He sees us as he created us. And there's a great story by author Shane Claiborne um, that speaks to this. Uh, he ha- says that he has his friend. Um, that he and his friend actually uh, come from kind of different backgrounds. And he says his friend is much more conservative, theologically speaking, and that Shane considers himself much more progressive, liberal, theologically speaking. And so they often get into arguments, uh, but they're friends and they love each other. And so they can actually disagree and still love each other and learn from each other and listen to each other, which is rare these days, I know. Um, But he said one day that his friend said to him, He said, "Um, you know, Shane, Jesus never talked to a prostitute. And Shane said, well, wait a minute. And Shane goes to get his Bible and show his friend all the places where Jesus actually did talk to prostitutes. And his friend said, no, 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 Shane, you don't understand. Jesus never talked to a prostitute because Jesus never saw anybody as a prostitute. Um, Jesus just never would have labeled people the same way that we do. So Jesus sees us as he created us. He treats us Uh, as his children, and he is growing us into something that we can never imagine. Um, and uh, we just have to trust in him and learn to walk with him. So it's my hope and prayer that through our time together, we'll just do 10 to 13 minute uh, devotional talks um, and insights and talk about spiritual tools and disciplines and and read scripture together, um, but that we'll all learn to walk with Jesus in a way um, that will make us the people that he sees when he looks at us. So that's the thought for today. I hope and pray that you have a great um, Monday, and or whenever it is you're listening to this, uh, and let me have a quick word of prayer for you, for us, as we go about our days. Father God, uh, we are in a, a wilderness of sorts, uh, our Aramis, our desert, um, and as we are isolated from each other, um, Father, I pray that you, your Holy Spirit would be with us, I pray that you would lead and guide us through this time, and I pray that when we get on the other side of this, and we will. Uh, that we would return in the power of the Holy Spirit, we would take measures during this time to spend time at your feet, listening to what you have to say, and that we would let your Holy Spirit go to work on us. So thank you for that promise. Thank you for your word. Lead and guide us, I pray, and keep us safe. May we today be a blessing for someone else. Um, In your precious and holy name, I pray these things. Amen. Thanks so much and have a great Monday.